Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This evening we begin uh, the feast. We have a few different commemorations. One is the forefeast of the Holy Cross, the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And tied up in this commemoration, this memory, this feast, uh, is of course the memories of Saints Constantine and Helen, the Emperor uh, Caesar Constantine, and then his mother Helen and the story of the finding of the cross. For the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross is not just kind of a generic uh, feast for the cross, uh, but it's a specific uh, event in the life of the church uh, with the finding of the cross after it had been lost, uh, buried under the ground, and then was found or rediscovered, uh, and then brought out for veneration. You might, uh, tied up in all of this is then the feast that is also for tomorrow, which is the commemoration of the Church of the Anastasis, the Church of the Resurrection. Uh, you may know it by a different name, the Holy Sepulchre, or the church, the complex that's there uh, in Israel. And this is also bound up in the memory of Constantine and Helen because it was a church that was built. Uh, I believe Helen was the power behind it, uh, maybe even the money, but it's also because Constantine uh, blessed it and allowed it to be built. Uh, and throughout the life of the church, uh, since that building, uh, it has, uh, especially Jerusalem itself, we, we've been reading through the book of Acts and the Bible studying uh, Zion, Mount Zion, and Jerusalem uh, is the early center of the church. And it's still held uh, throughout the life of the church, even if uh, how shall I say this? Administratively, the church was not necessarily based in Jerusalem, but in larger cities. Uh, the import, the importance of Jerusalem, the church in Jerusalem, and the influence that Jerusalem had throughout the wider uh, Orthodox world, the wider Christian world, uh, was very, very important. Um, throughout time, Pilgrimages have been made to uh, the holy sites within Israel, to uh, that same impetus um, to walk where our Lord walked, uh, to be where uh, the miracles occurred, uh, where he was then betrayed, where he was crucified, uh, where he uh, raised from the dead, and then also ascended into the heavens. This has been a place of veneration uh, and importance for Christians for millennia. Uh, to this day, uh, Jerusalem is one of the, I'm going to say, if you're going to talk about a cosmopolitan city, uh, Jerusalem has a lot of traffic coming from all over the world. Of course, besides Christianity, you have Islam and Judaism, uh, but Christianity uh, has always held such a great um, importance and honor for Jerusalem. And there's, there's always been a little bit of a trend to kind of uh, downplay that, uh, to critique it. And on the one hand, it makes sense. Uh, your salvation is not bound up in whether or not you actually make a journey to Jerusalem. You can be saved right here in East Tennessee. No problem. Uh, you can pick up your cross and follow our Lord. Now, there's always been something about sacred spaces, about... Uh, places that have been sanctified and set aside, and what other place on earth uh, to be sanctified and set aside but a place where our actual Lord dwelt, lived, taught, 
and died and raised from the dead and ascended into the heavens. The Old Testament reading that we had this evening, uh, where we had Solomon, I believe that was the first reading, we have Solomon and building of the, t- the first temple, as David uh, was not allowed to build the first temple, but Solomon, his son, was able to build that temple. And we have an echo here uh, of Constantine and Helen uh, taking up the mantle of Solomon, uh, a king building a, uh, a temple. And uh, the words that Solomon says in this prayer, he knows and he underlines, as we know, uh, that God cannot be contained, that he dwells above the heavens, beyond the heavens. God is not uh, to be found in any kind of, there's no materiality to him. He transcends all things, even in our thoughts and adoration for him, he surpasses all of this. And yet, the paradox, uh, especially for Christians, as we celebrate Uh, and emphasize the fact of our Lord, of God taking on flesh, God also, for Israel, dwelt among them within the temple. Uh, St. Germanus of Constantinople, who I believe is 9th, 10th century, and when he talks about the sacraments, it is a commentary on the divine liturgy, and he talks about the church is where God walks with man as if uh, in the garden. That here in the church... Uh, So we have the Holy Sepulchre, or the Church of the the Resurrection, and then throughout the world, all places that have been consecrated, set aside for the worship of our Lord, are sacred places. They're places where God himself walks. I was especially reminded of this this morning as we had two baptisms, uh, two children who were baptized this morning, and it is uh, always significant about who does the baptizing. Yes, it is the priest who physically puts the baby or the adult into the water uh, and says the words that baptize the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the one who is the baptizer is Christ, just as Christ is the one who um, is the giver, the one who offers himself on the altar. He is the one who seals us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is Christ who is the the one who operates through all of the sacraments. The holiness that is the space of the church is something then uh, that we can lose from time to time. Just, uh, well, as you get used to places, it's like when you dated your wife. There was always a little bit, and then at some point, uh, after being married for years and years, there's nothing <laughs> uh, that might make you... Uh, cautious or uh, frazzled, maybe a few things, but there it's, you know each other completely. And there is a nice homeliness and comfort that we can have in the church, but it is always good for us to remind ourselves that God dwells here, that this is not uh, our living room, this is not a place uh, for uh, all sorts of other things, this is a place specifically set aside for the worship of God for prayer, for concentration upon him. And so as we prepare for tomorrow morning and for the feast uh, that we have, uh, the weekly celebration of the resurrection, let us also uh, remember the founding of the Church of the Resurrection, 
And on September 13th is when bishops throughout the world came together and consecrated that church. Uh, that we can also think about our own church here at St. Anne's as a place set aside for the worship of God, and then prepare within ourselves our own temple and in our hearts the altar that we need to prepare for the coming down of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ uh, and in the power of the Holy Spirit to enliven our souls and our love for God and for each other. So let us, uh, especially this evening, prepare for this week uh, weekend as we have not only tomorrow morning, but we have vigil for the exaltation of the cross uh, tomorrow evening and then the feast of the exaltation of the cross on Monday morning. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Glory forever.